Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we filed for a patent, 
and we actually received it back in 07. And uh, since then, we've just been trying to work out all the kinks and, and work the scoring system to make it correct and, and bring it to the people because uh, we all know, you know, wrestling fans, they don't have that. You know, we've been told our whole lives it's not real, it's, it's everything's fake, but after what we did with the statistics and the scoring, you know, it kind of takes all that out of it and, and, and it makes it a legitimate fantasy game. So what what did it entail, like getting, I mean, you know, these are, I guess, I mean, are you using all the promotions? Uh, right now we're just doing like, WWE because they have they have live shows. TNA, you know, TNA is really never live. So that's that's the one way to combat, you know, people going online and finding out what's going on in the shows. And uh, one big thing we have is if you play weekly or you play just for Monday night, your lineup has to be in 10 minutes before Raw goes off. So you can't go back and change. So... If you have guys for the week, you know, that wrestle on Tuesday for SmackDown and then it airs on Friday, it doesn't matter if you find out what they did because you can't touch your roster. But okay. in the future, we're looking, at, we're looking to get the TNA and whatever else we can. But right now, we're just starting with WWE. So give, give us a little uh, uh, an idea how you play. So I, I know nothing. I'm a wrestling fan. I know nothing about this, but it sounds really intriguing. So do you to, like, how you formulate your roster, how the scoring's going to go, and... Uh, no, give us the lowdown if you know nothing. No, no problem. Uh, you, you sign on. We uh, we decided it would be easier for people to get into games if we ran a salary cap. Initially, it was going to be a live draft game, but in the beginning, it'll just be too hard to get people together. So we, we're giving everybody that signs up a hundred thousand dollar roster bonus, and uh, every week, you know, the guys the guys roster his his value changes. You know, as, as how he performs. We have a whole system how we we calculate that. And then uh, basically you have to sign up. You get a team of ten wrestlers. You have to draft five wrestlers, two females, one non-wrestler, and then you have two flex options, which could be anything. It could be a wrestler, Michael Cole, the referee. It could be anything you want it to be. And then uh, if you play Monday Night Live only, at the end of Raw, your game is done. You know, if you're in a league of ten men and you win it, you will be paid your cash prize. Everything is right now. We're uh, pushing it for free because I know it's it's very different and. You know, people might not understand it right off the bat because, again, they think everything is predetermined and fake. So we're giving it away for free, let you get your feet wet, and uh, and enjoy it. I mean, it's 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 really different, and it's finally a place that a wrestling fan can go. You know, we we never had anything like this, and this is just the first step in a really long journey that we have many, many more options to, to release to the fans in the future. Give us an idea of, of what, what the scoring will, will be like. So I, I go in and I, I draft. Let's see, I draft Michael Cole. How is guys Michael Cole getting points versus the West Coast points? Okay, Michael Cole. So anytime you're in a clear-cut camera shot where they're filming you, you get TV time, even if you walk by the screen. Anytime you talk into the camera for the reason of talking to the show, you get points for talking. So, you know, guys talking in the ring, you don't get that. But if they're cutting a promo, you get it. So every time they cut to Michael Cole on the side when he's doing a, you know, this is coming up next, him, the King, JBL, whoever talks in that segment will get the points. If they're just seen, they get the TV time. But then as far as the wrestlers, I mean, yeah. we, we score everything in the match. We, there's over 62 stats. We, 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 we score every, every strike, you know, move off of ropes, pin attempts, kickouts, breakup pins. Anything you could possibly think of that could happen on a on a televised wrestling show, we cover. Uh, it sounds great. I mean, I, you know, and I'm thinking about this. You know, I, I know, you know, fantasy sports. You know, say football. You know, a lot of a lot of people play fantasy, and if your team is not good, 
uh, it kind of keeps you still engaged in the NFL. Um, it seems like, you know, something like this, if if Raw is not a great Raw one night, um, this could really continue to keep you engaged because you'd be rooting for your guys to score fantasy points. Absolutely. That, that's like become our, our little motto inside the company is that, uh, you know, we make every match your main event, you know. Like, it doesn't matter who's wrestling. If you have the guy on your team, it is relevant to you. So, you know, we're, we're planning on making edge-of-your-seat action for an entire wrestling program. You don't want to get up and go because anything could happen at any time. That's awesome. So, so if, if the fans want, want to register, how, how do we sign up? Well, you can sign up free right now at realfantasywrestling.com. We're going to run a promotion again for a couple of weeks just to let you get your feet wet. But this will turn into a real fantasy site where you play for real money for real cash prizes. So that's what's on the horizon. We just feel like, you know, it's so radical and so new, and there are other people out there doing it. Not correct. But th- this, you know, this is our vision for it, and, and we really feel like that the fans are going to love it. I got one quick question for you. Um, it's, you know, you mentioned uh, you know television Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Um, is there any possibility of incorporating the pay-per-views into this? Uh, Absolutely, we're going to run a pay-per-view every month. You know, right now it just didn't make sense to put it up there. So, eventually, we're going to run pay-per-view every month, and that's going to be a one-night show where you could just go on, play for the pay-per-view. At the end of the pay-per-view, you're awarded your prize. Wow, so we have, and, and we have more games coming out also. Like up there right now, you see leagues of three, leagues of four, leagues of ten. We have we have a tag team option that's going to come out where Ken, you can go in there with your friend. You guys could draft your own teams, not knowing who you're going to draft, and then your points combine against whoever you're playing against. You know, a little different direction for fantasy, and we have many more, many more ideas in the works. And I know, like, I mean, it's cool, like, and, and fans, like, you guys listening out there, and, and, you know, we have a full phone bank right now, so thanks for holding on. I mean, go over, uh, you know, register, check it out. Again, it's for free right now, but I know the one question everyone's going to give us is, uh, you know, what are the fees going to look like down the road once the the offer, the free offer is over? Uh, what are the fees going to look like? Well, we're always going to have a, a free game. You know, there's not going to be as many offers as the pay games, but you can play for a dollar. You could play for a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, you know, twenty-five or fifty, whatever you decide. There's going to be rooms for everybody. So if you want to go play for a dollar every time, that's fine. That's good. So we can you go anywhere from high rollers to if you just want to do it as a hobby, um, you know, have fun. You don't have a lot of disposable income. You can jump on this uh, wherever you happen to be uh, income-wise. Absolutely, daily fantasy sports is the new wave, and we're and we're just trying to get on it right now while it's while it's hot. So obviously, I mean, doing all this, you, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Oh, my whole life. I, I I remember WrestleMania 1, watching Saturday Night Live. You know, Fernando Lamas interviewing Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. You look marvelous. I mean, I go way, way back, way back. Who was your favorite growing up? Uh, the Hulkster, man. He, he, you know, that was my time. He was on fire. He was in Rocky. He was everywhere. It was, it was, it was all about Hulk. And Hulk right now I'm a Seamus man. No, you like Seamus. That's you know. Oh, I love Seamus. I you know I I kind of like Seamus too. Uh, you know, it seems like he gets a lot of a lot of negative feedback from some fans, but I, I kind of dig what he brings. Uh, I think he's I, he's a character. I like him. So you were at WrestleMania. What'd you think of the big event? It was good. I mean, uh, I feel like it was predictable, but yeah, it was entertaining. I really would have liked to see Cena go. I would have loved to see him go bad there, man. I think we're all just, like, dying to see that heel turn. But. I mean, it was just such an opportunity, man. When they were up on that ramp, if he would have hit him with the belt, it would have been fantastic. 
You're but, right, actually, yeah, in, in that moment. That, would that have been moment right there, like going off the air. I mean, he should have just – we shouldn't even got to see what happened after. Just hit him in the head, <laughs> and the show ends, and then Monday night – and then you could still do the Ryback stuff because that would have blew people away because then you would have seen this coming. You would have never saw the Ryback thing coming. It, it would have been good. But, listen, they are who they are because what they know. So they know what they're doing over there. I'm sure that they have a, a fantastic plan that works for everybody. And you got everybody, like everybody. I mean, you, you could draft Cena. You anybody, could draft you could, every single – Lillian Garcia is available. I mean, if they go to a close-up shot of the ring where she's announcing somebody, you get the TV time and the points and the talk. Everybody's available. It sounds like a lot of fun because we, you know, every week on on our Facebook fan page, we uh, we do a raw chat um, going. That would be awesome if we had a uh, we all had a fantasy thing in it. So as we we're doing a raw chat, we we're tallying points up. That could be a. It just as Listen, you're talking, I, I, I could set something up for you and you guys if you want, like where I could give you your own league. Uh, that'd be yeah. Well, we'll definitely uh, talk off air. I'll have my producer uh, talk to you, and we'll uh, we'll yeah, we'll definitely do a league. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Well, I would love to love to do this again. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's you know we'll, we'll plan some more interviews in the future. Like as as you know, more things come about and more offers, and as the website gets off uh, off the ground, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have it back on again. But before before we let you go, one more time, give our fans. Uh, how they can go and, and sign up and, and see what this is all about. You can go sign up at realfantasywrestling.com. It's really easy to walk through it and sign up. Or you can follow us uh, at on Twitter at, at RFWRFW and uh, Real Fantasy Wrestling on Facebook. Sounds awesome. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, Anthony, and uh, we'll, we'll have you back on real soon. Ken, thanks a lot. Best of luck. Take care. Bye. Oh, well, there you have it. Something new and interesting in the, in the world of wrestling. And, uh, you know, that's what we like to do. Bring you some new stuff. Uh, Dave, sounds sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've never been involved in fantasy sports with football or baseball. I know it's pretty popular. I've been asked a million times to get involved in leagues and stuff like that. But uh, this might be something I might want to sink my teeth into. You know, like you said, it's a great point you brought up. You know, the Monday Night Raw could be terrible. But for you as a, as a person who's got possibly some money riding on it, I mean, if you got, like, a 30-second clip of, let's say, you draft Drew McIntyre, that might earn you X amount of points, and it might help you out. I mean, it makes that episode seem a lot different to you as opposed to a viewer who's just watching it on television. Um, so I, I think it's a really cool concept. I think I'm, I'm seriously, strongly considering uh, getting involved in it. And our producer is going to have the link up on our website. So if you didn't get all that information, because he was throwing a lot of info out. And, it, again, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. You can go over to thekenreadyshow.com, sign up. And, and like you said, I mean, I think it would be real cool if as many fans as we can get uh, that listen to the show and when we're doing the Raw chat, if we're also – if we all have a little bit of money riding on our guys in the Fantasy League while we're doing the Raw chat, uh, that could be a, a lot of fun. But – uh yeah, Dave, I mean, I, I've been doing fantasy football um, really since early on when it when it first kind of started taking hold, before it was really a big deal. And uh, it does do that because, you know, I, I, we've talked about it on the show, I'm a 49er fan, and, and there have been some real lean years. And uh, it really kept me interested in the NFL. You know, I, I, I still follow the Niners, but I wasn't – you know, I knew they weren't going anywhere, um, but, you know, I wanted to go out. I wanted to catch every game. I, I was, you know, I had to hit Sports Center. I had to check stats. You know, it was something that when I wasn't into 
you know, the teams per se. I was really into, you know, what my fantasy team was doing. And, um, you know, we did fantasy football, and we still do, and we do a free league. And, and just the competitive juices would keep me engaged with uh, playing. So, you know, having a little money at stake and, uh, you know, drafting your guys and, you know, and depending on your order of the draft, where you you get somebody. And I think what what's really cool about this is, you know, when you look at fantasy football, um, you know, and you look at certain positions, and I think you brought up a good point, Dave, when you brought up Drew McIntyre, because, you know, in football, there are certain positions that it's it's tough to get points. Uh, there's certain and and the the league goes in, in waves, and you know, right now it's difficult to find that. There's only a couple of stud wide receivers that are going to give you points every week. Most of your wide receivers, you know, they could go. One week where they have, you know, five catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns, and the following week they're not thrown to it all. Um, and that happens a lot. Um, and so it, it becomes luck of the draft. Uh, it seems like with this, you could draft a Drew McIntyre who, you know, let's face it, fairly inconsequential performer in the context of Raw. But he could be the guy that puts you over the edge based on, on like, TV time. He may be the guy that comes out and you didn't expect it, but 3MB cuts a promo and he winds up cutting part of the promo. And, you know, you wound up drafting him, like, at the end of your draft. And all of a sudden you wind up winning that week because Drew McIntyre had a little bit of extra time on TV. Um, you know, you, you draft a, a match striker and it turns out he's got a couple more backstage interviews than usual. So you get points for that. So it kind of leaves it open that it, you don't have to go and, you know, it's not like if you don't draft Cena that you don't have any chance of winning. Like you, you could draft a couple of other guys and, uh, you know, get some points. So we're going to look, you know, to set that up. So stay on point with us on the Facebook and, uh, you know, on, on the website, but we'll definitely try and set up, uh, Ken Reedy's show, Fantasy League, and, uh, you know, while we're doing Monday nights, we'll, we'll do fantasy uh, wrestling. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Uh, Dave, wow, crazy week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the huge week in wrestling, uh, considering what we, you know, we, our caller just mentioned, uh, our guest just mentioned WrestleMania. I mean, it's been, you know, it's it's been a pretty interesting week, you know. My myself personally, uh, I, I said this to myself last night. I, I go seven days ago, I was sitting in Madison Square Garden at the greatest Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and now it's Saturday night, and I'm here and I'm home, and it just didn't. It felt a lot different. So you know, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty cool week. It's amazing because I, I can't believe a week has gone by already. I mean, I can't believe in. You know, I mean, we in our pre-show meetings were already talking about WrestleMania 30. So uh, it's a crazy week. Um, you know, interesting. Let, let's let's change gears a little bit because uh, you know what I found, and I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, you know, being WrestleMania, like you said, the Hall of Fame, and you know, again, it's it's the experience of the weekend. Whether you know people are being critical or not of the, of the the main events of WrestleMania, if you will. Uh, the whole weekend's just, it, it's tremendous. And, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I can't recommend it enough. If you're a wrestling fan, you got to go and experience the, the entire weekend at some point in your life. Just it, It's tremendous. Um, I had a difficult time this week switching gears and 
getting focused on impact. Uh, and, and not that impact's been bad. It just it was so WWE, WrestleMania, so heavy with that. And we did our, our pre-show for WrestleMania and uh, obviously participated in the weekend. We had the big WrestleMania tailgate. Or thank you for everyone who showed up for that. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was tough for me to kind of shift my mind and be like, all right, we're back into, like, the normalcy of, of the wrestling week. We're back to, you know, it's Raw. Then, you know, we have Impact on Friday, SmackDown on Friday. So uh, I thought Impact was a decent show, but I had trouble kind of switching my brain a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot different from actually being around, you know, the area during WrestleMania weekend as opposed to watching it all unfold in front of you on television. Um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult for myself as well. Um, but at the same time, uh, it was also something different too than, you know, W, than, you know, cause we were WWE entrenched in the weekend. Um, but I, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I'll be honest with you for the first time in quite a while through with, with TNA, um, I, I thought that Brooke Hogan was going to turn and, you know, join up with the Aces and Eights, especially when they had that segment backstage where she told Hulk that she was going to go sit at ringside. I thought maybe she was going to run up the ladder and give Jeff Hardy a low blow, and then Bully Ray would end up, you know, keeping the title, and it was revealed she was a part of it all along. I was, I, but I'm glad that that didn't happen. Maybe they'll stretch that out further down the line. Uh, but I thought that match was good, and um, the uh, the tag team title match was pretty good as well. Uh, solid show. Um, I'm still confused as to what they're doing with the whole AJ Styles thing, but you know I'm a little bit I'm intrigued enough where I'll tune in next week. So overall, I thought it was a, you know a solid show considering you know the wrestling world had their eyes glued on the WWE for the past month or so. It was funny, you know, when you when you talk about AJ, um, it was it reminds me actually like I don't know what they're doing and. It's it's a double-edged sword, so on the positive side, I like the fact that they're repackaging AJ. And we've talked about it here, uh, that he was in serious need of repackaging, and um, I like that. I like that they're doing something different with him. It's funny, I remember one of my biggest gripes. I, I watched Lost. I was a big Lost fan. I shouldn't say I was a big Lost fan, because I pissed and moaned about that show all the time. But I watched it. Um Every week when I watch Lost, the commercials, like the announcer would come on and say, this week on Lost, all your questions answered. Tune in on Wednesday. And they they never answered anything. They just they just gave us more questions. And I, I kind of feel like we're, we're getting into that, like AJ, all right, we're going to find out where AJ's alliances stand and, and then allegiances stand, and then we don't get anything from them. Um, I wish they wouldn't even say that. Don't even say that you're going to find out where where his allegiance is. Just, I mean, let it sit where it is. Um, you know, so I kind of was like, I found myself on Thursday, not that it was a bad segment, but I felt like, all right, finally, we're going to at least get something from AJ where he's going to tell us uh, where where he stands. And, and Taz was so over the top with, he's going to join Ace and Age. He's going to put the vest on right in front of Hogan. They're like, all right, he's definitely not joining Ace and Ace because it was just too obvious. Um, but he still had the cut. He didn't put it on. 
Um, he's going to wrestle James Storm. So um, it was a good segment, but again, it's it's that world of professional wrestling where you know something that is is new and fresh, and you're excited about because it's it's you're doing it on a weekly basis. It can get old pretty quick. So for me, as far as where AJ's going, I would like to know sooner than later where exactly his his allegiances lie. And if they don't lie anywhere, grab a mic and say, I don't care about anybody. And I'm just out for me, and that's it, so stop bothering me. Um, but that, 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 that was kind of the feeling I got coming out of that segment. Again, not a horrible segment, but I, I kind of want a little more info from AJ. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, here's the other part of that segment, too, that I was kind of confused at a couple of things. One, um, I understand, you know, he's got the history with, you know, Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian, um, but why, after all the torment that they put him through, he would even contemplate wanting to join up with them? Uh, you know, that was one thing, and and, and, there's, and I guess that they kind of left you on, a, on a, a little bit of a cliffhanger with that. But the other thing, too, was that Hogan, Hogan made mention of, you know, Oh, AJ, you don't have any answers. Well, I got an answer for you. Next week, you're going to wrestle James Storm. Well, wh- what was the question? Did, did, did AJ want to wrestle James Storm? Did James Storm want to wrestle AJ? I mean, that was just, it just seemed so random. It was almost like, you know, I could be wrong, but it was almost like Hogan was flustered to come up with something, and then he just said, all right, next week, you're wrestling AJ or James Storm, brother. And then it just happened. Um, but the, uh, and it, it's very reminiscent of, you know, the, the the Sting storyline when he you know turned into the Crow character and you know hitting the rafters so to speak and I kind of like it with AJ I kind of hope that he kind of stays neutral for a while to be honest with you it'd be too obvious for him to you know go back to TNA when TNA supposedly turned their backs on him and I think it would also be very obvious for him to join Aces and Eights because then it would just seem like it would seem like all over again, like just random guys joining the NWO. Like, you know, they put a shirt on a guy, all of a sudden he's over and because he's in the NWO. So I kind of hope he stays neutral. Yeah, I agree with you. I think neutral. Um, it's a good point you're bringing up with, with Hogan because I, I, I found I, I was thinking the same thing. And I was hoping Hogan said something, well, if, if you don't give us some sort of signal next week, you're fired. Like that, that would have made more sense from, you know, in the context of, of real life, you you work at a job. Here's your GM slash boss. He's looking for an answer. You know where, where's where's your head at? You don't give it to him. Then the logical thing is for the boss to say, all right, well I got your answer. You're gonna be fired. You're gonna be out of a job if you don't let us where your let us know where your allegiances stand. That would have made sense. But you're right. It was like, well, if that's the answer, what's what's the question? Um. Yeah, I don't mind him being uh, kind of a, a lone wolf character. It's just that, that don't don't tease that we're finally going to get the answer. Just let him be that lone wolf for a while. Let him let him wrestle everybody. You know, let him wrestle. Let it, let him be that kind of character where you don't know whether he's a, a face or heel. Just have him, you know, continue to beat on everybody. But yeah, you did bring up a good point with with Kaz and Daniels. I mean, when you think about those two. Those two are the guys that essentially sent him spiraling down this path. I mean, it's, they're not far enough removed from, from that for it to make any sense for AJ to, to even contemplate joining up with them. 
He's the they're the reason why he's this miserable. Absolutely. As much as you know, it, again, not a bad segment. There there were certain inconsistencies that I'm kind of curious where exactly they're going to go with it. Um, the main event of Impact, pretty cool. Uh, you know, something that you know if you've watched this sport long enough. I mean. You know, back in the day when you had the Hardys and the Dudleys and, uh, you know, uh, Edge and Christian, um, you know, you've seen this before, but still very entertaining. And if you're a younger fan that had never seen that era of tag team wrestling and those guys uh, doing that, whether you want to call it a ladder match or a full metal mayhem or whatever you want to call it, uh, very entertaining, cool main event. I enjoyed it, um, and I'm loving Bully Ray as a heel and, and thought the main event, uh, to me at least, to this wrestling fan, as much as I could say I've seen it before, uh, still delivered as an Impact main event. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the one thing, the one good thing about um, them only having four pay-per-views a year, four live pay-per-views a year, is that they can have, they can build up some of their Impact shows with with matches like this, you know, every once in a while, you know, whether it be every quarter or every, you know, couple of months. Um, so I thought it was pretty uh, pretty cool that they made the match seem, uh, seem uh, you know, very important, obviously being a championship match. But the fact that it was on television, too, a lot of people gripe and complain, oh, a match like that, you know, shouldn't be on television. But I think it's the, it, the, it was the right moment to do it because they don't have – pay-per-views where they go one after another after another where you see matches similar like that on pay-per-view so i thought it worked for um for the time period and uh you know hopefully they turn some of their impact uh television shows into i wouldn't say must-see tv but almost kind of like a uh give it like a saturday night's main event type of feel where every once in a while you're going to see a match like that you'll see the title on the line um you know so i thought it was good yeah, definitely cool, very entertaining, uh, violent, um, and, and, you know, I, I kind of like that, that Brooke is still, uh, you know, doesn't want to be with him. I, I, Bully Ray is just awesome. He's such a great heel, and, uh, you know, him getting in Brooke's face, Brooke slapping him, it was all good stuff. It was good storytelling. Um, you know, I still like it, and I agree, you know, I, I don't want to see random people joining, uh, you know, anytime you have it seems an outlaw faction uh there's always going to be those comparisons to the NWO uh right now presently constituted they're a badass motorcycle gang that's wreaking havoc on this wrestling company uh similarities yes but it's different enough uh if you start doing this suspense who might join Ace and Ace kind of thing uh it it will get to NWO-ish so uh but I liked it, and I liked the way Impact ended with Ace and H in the ring. Um, you know, the company's in disarray. They don't know what to do with this this motorcycle gang that just, uh, you know, it's funny. It's almost like they're not like NWO or their their rival wrestling organization. They're just they're they're a gang of badasses that are just looking to wreak havoc and and raise some hell. And um, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's something different. It's an alternative, and uh, I'm enjoying it right now. Three four seven eight three nine eight one five. We're still waiting for one Mr. Rocky Jones to give us a call. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, hopefully he is here on the other side of the break. If he's not on the line, then we're going to go right out to your calls. 
The word is spreading. More and more people are switching to Ambit Energy. Well, one of my neighbors switched, and then I switched. Now the whole neighborhood has Ambit. Who doesn't want to save money? The word is spreading. Switching to Ambit Energy is rewarding in more ways than one. I signed up and got a travel award. That's nice. Oh, I get to save on energy and on travel? There's a cruise for two out there just a few thousand kilowatts away. I can almost smell the sunscreen. The word is spreading. Ambit Energy even lets you earn free energy. When I get 15 friends to switch, I get free energy. I have 15 friends. At least I think I do. Hey, I'd be telling people to switch to Ambit anyway. If you'd like to switch to Ambit Energy, listen to the following contact information closely. Then spread the word. Joe Miller is an Ambit Energy independent consultant. If you want to upgrade or be a consultant, visit his website, mainline.joinambit.com. That's mainline.joinambit.com. Ambit is available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Texas, and California. So, you know... You're looking to switch energy companies. Why don't you go check them out? Check out Ambit Energy. You know, couldn't hurt just to go check them out. And let's get back into the Wrestle Talk three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. We're still waiting to hear from Mr. Rocky Jones. So while we're waiting, we're going to go right out to the phone calls, and we got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. What do you got for us? You know, it's been a crazy week. We were talking a little TNA. A little fantasy wrestling. Obviously, there's WrestleMania, there's Monday Night Raw, there's Fandangoing everywhere. Whatever you want to talk about, bring it. Okay, well, I uh, still haven't gotten the Fandango music out of my head yet. <laughs> but, uh, don't think I will either, but, um, as far as TNA goes, yeah, I, I thought that the, um, you know, the end, the, the end, you know, the Jeff Hardy, uh, Bully Ray, uh, you know, Full Metal Mayhem TLC, whatever you, whatever it's called, match was, I, I thought that was, you know, that was, that was good. I thought that was like the, the best part of the show, um, you know, I mean, the Aces and Aces is, uh, is pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, you know, obviously, you know, having uh, Bubba Ray Dudley as the uh, as the as the leader of it is, you know, he's just, he, you know, he's he's just awesome. When they you know, every time every time he uh, every time he says anything, I, you know, and uh, even you know, give us you know, like the, um, the AJ Styles stuff too. You know, yeah, it's like having him do like the whole, you know, like. Sting in WCW bit when he was you know when he started doing the whole trench coat and the paint, white paint stuff, but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, we'll, you know, I don't know if, if it drags out too long. I don't know if it'll be. I don't know. I might take. I don't know. I hope it doesn't drag too long. But yeah, you know, like um, that segment was kind of. Then, then when Kazarian and Daniels came out, I, I yeah, I, yeah, Daniels is always is, is always really good. So I you know, like I enjoyed him and everything, but. Uh, you know, I didn't even think of what you said before. You know, it's like the reason AJ Styles has been in this downward spiral is because of them in the first place. So it's kind of like, yeah, why, why would he? Do, why would he want to team up with the two guys who pretty much started the whole, started the whole uh, downfall in the first place? Yeah, I mean, consistency in, in storytelling and characters. The probably the only people in in the the entire company that. Character-wise, AJ should not align himself with definitively would be those two. Like yeah. they, they could ally him with anybody and figure out a way to have it make sense. That those two are the two that right now in his current state of mind, uh, it just makes no sense for him even contemplating 
uh, joining up with those guys. What did you think of the main event? Do you think it delivered? I thought it was really yeah, – I thought it was a great match. Yeah, uh, the Jeff and uh, Bubba, yeah, I, I thought that they did a good job. You know, it was great. You know, a lot of, you know, good plunder spots, you know, all that stuff. You know, and then T- Taz had the uh, hammer that he uh, gave to Bubba, so that, uh, you know, to, which was the finish. And, you know, I, I mean, I thought they did a good job with that, too. So, you know, I, you know and like, you know, with, um, I don't know what they're doing with Brooke, you know, I mean, that, that part of it is kind of like, you know, okay, well, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see, you know, like, to see her, turn, you know, like, eventually, you know, her eventually turn heel also because this whole because I don't know, this whole thing with uh, you know it's like oh with Hogan uh, or with Hogan you know it's just like oh yeah I knew or, you know he, whatever he was saying backstage to her about you know it's like uh, he wanted her watching in the skybox or whatever it's like sometimes you know like the Hogan segments can get kind of can get really like you know like they can get kind of hokey you know like any time Hulk Hogan talks it's just like yeah I don't mean to go into a segue but you know it's just like you know, it's you know, it's like, oh, your Sting's not a warrior, or blah, 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 and then it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, first he didn't trust Bubba, and then Sting, Sting uh, just convinced him to trusting him, and it's like, oh, yeah, I love you like a son now, and then it's like, oh, man, I knew, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like, oh, I, I knew I knew all along that that guy was no good dude, and it's just, it's just like, any Sting going, you know, like, hang out in the rafters and stuff, I mean, so, you know, sometimes when he talks, it's just like, yeah, it, it's yeah, you know, when Hulk Hogan says stuff, it's just like, I don't know. It's Hogan. I mean, that's, that's Hogan. It's always going to be Hogan, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, what do you think overall, though, as far as, like, you know, WrestleMania week, uh, you know, as far as the entire Impact show, what do you think? I don't, I, not, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was okay. It was, uh, you know, like I said, the tag match at the beginning um, – I don't know why they had a two out of three falls since the first two falls both went a, like both went a minute each. It was just like why is it a two out of three falls if the first two falls are just like they were gonna just do that do that fast, uh you know, get the first two falls out of the way that quick. You know. Was, I kind of agree you know. with you. I, I I thought the same thing when I was watching that. Um but yeah, I, I agree. I mean I thought it was a good impact. It wasn't great, but uh you know, it's a tough spot for TNA to be in uh a week, you know, a week of WrestleMania and to to do their show. So, um, it's a solid show. Tony, thanks a lot for giving us a call. We'll talk to you uh, Tuesday. Remember, Tony, the best blogger in the business. Be sure to go to thekenreedyshow.com. Check out his blogs each and every week for Monday Night Raw, Thursday Impact, and Friday he does SmackDown. So, go to thekenreedyshow.com. Check out his blogs. Tony, thanks for the call. All right. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Later. And let's go back out to the phones here. Let me check out this. Uh, Caller, are you there? Hello. Hi, this is this Rocky. This is Rocky. How you doing? Sorry, I, I you know I had a different number down for you, but uh, thank oh, yeah. you so much for uh, giving us a call, uh, talking to us for a little bit. How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Now, where I wrestled last night, uh, real nice show over in the Bronx at uh, St. Francis Xavier uh, School. And we had a real nice crowd there, a real enthusiastic crowd, and uh, had a good time. How do, I mean, how long have you been wrestling? Oh, I've been wrestling. I started in 1979. I've been in the business for 34 years. Started with the WW back then, WWWF, and uh, had my first match with the Iron Sheik uh, way back then, and uh, been bouncing around this business for 34 years. What, what was it like being in the ring with the Iron Sheik? 
It was pretty cool. Um, you know, it was my first match, as I said, it was a TV match. So, you know, you walked out. I mean, I walked into, we were filming at Ag Hall at the time for Channel 9. And uh, here I come walking in, and I got this, like, laundry bag with my stuff in it. It looked like uh, I just got off a boat or something. And uh, so they were doing their interviews. You know, I had to get down there early, and they were doing the interviews. And here I see, you know, the Captain Lou Albano and the Grand Wizard and Freddie Blassie and Kenny Patera and all these guys are out there doing their interviews. And Lou spots me kind of just watching. He comes over and, hey, can I help you, kid? I said, well, you know, I'm supposed to wrestle here today. He goes, all right, uh, go behind the curtain there. He goes, uh, Gino's back there. I go walking back there, and who do I see but Bruno San Martino, who I grew up as a kid watching, was my favorite wrestler of all time. And to me, he's still the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. And uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Vince McMahon Sr., and Vince McMahon Jr., and I'm standing there just looking at him. It's kind of like being a rookie on the Yankees and, you know, walking into the dugout and seeing, you know, Derek Jeter or Mickey Mantle or Joe DiMaggio, and you kind of stand there and look at these guys in awe. So Monsoon says, uh, can I help you, kids? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm supposed to wrestle here. He goes, what's your name? I said, well, my name is Mike Jones. He goes, now nah, we have a Jones, and S.D. Jones is wrestling there at the time. And he goes, uh, just go in there, and he goes, go outside, change your clothes, get ready. He goes, and I'll tell you what your name's going to be. Okay, so I'm sitting in the... Uh, sitting outside in the locker room now all the boys are coming in after the interviews and i'm just you know kind of looking around staring around and like wow this is this is incredible and uh the iron sheik they put the matches up on the uh wall and iron sheik is wrestling a guy by the name of mike masters so it's getting close to time for him to get in the ring and he's running around he wants to know who mike masters is well i don't know i'm mike master because nobody ever told me <laughs> so i'm just sitting there kind of daydreaming all of a sudden a monsoon comes running out of the back Masters, get in the ring. I said, oh, I'm Masters? He goes, get in the ring. So I run in the ring, and I actually didn't have much time to think, but uh, actually had a pretty decent match with him for my, consider it was my first match. You know, I at the time, um, I was about 245 pounds, and I was a real big guy, and, uh, you know, so he, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a pretty decent match, considering it was my first match, and here he was, they were putting him over big time, because he was going to work with Backlund, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he was real. He was real good to me. So you mentioned that Bruno was your your favorite. What was it uh, like this year when he finally got into the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, you know, I, I mean, I was really happy for him. I don't know the circumstances what transpired for that to happen. Um, obviously, he deserved to be there. He, he should have been the first inductee. But um, you know, I, I know that there was friction between the McMahon's and Bruno, and uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but. Um, you know, well deserve it. I mean, if anybody should be in a Hall of Fame, he should be. And uh, so I, I was happy for him. If he's happy, you know what? Bruno is a terrific guy. I mean, he helped me so much in my career, um, and uh, I really, um, really respect you know respect him and what he did and what he went through in order to become Bruno San Martino. It's a pretty incredible story. So um, I was I was happy for him. Uh, could you give us a, a for instance, like how did Bruno help you uh, in the business? Well, when you know when you when you first start, you know obviously you make a lot of mistakes and stuff, and you know a guy with the stature of Bruno San Martino to watch your matches and kind of point out, hey, when you you know don't do this or do this or just give you critique and you know really um, kind of was behind me, I think. Uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, really helped me learn the business, uh, learn how to be a good wrestler, um, 
and that was, I mean, basically just watching my matches and critiquing and coming back and giving me feedback, which um, I always, um, with a lot of the veterans at the time, I always appreciated that, uh, you know, with guys like Mike Cicluna and uh, Johnny Rods and Manny Soto. And, you know, I mean, these guys would, they really kind of, I felt, looked out for me and helped me out a lot, but especially coming from, like I said, somebody like Bruno who was on top of the world in the wrestling world, he didn't have to take any time out. Hey, who was I? You know, I was some rookie kid coming in. He didn't have to take time out to watch my matches and and give me feedback and tell me where I was making mistakes and what I was doing well. So uh, that really helped me a lot. Well, you have a very uh, unique story, and you've been now the the subject of of a documentary film. Uh, Could you give us a little bit about, uh, you know, what what aspect of your career what what the film is is about uh how the film came about just give us a little history of the film and and what the status of the film is right now sure uh right now i mean we just debuted it in new york city uh to a packed house which was very very cool and the plans are to take it out to la next and they want to do a screening out in los angeles and i believe in denver as well but basically i've had a pretty unique life and not just in the wrestling business inside outside the wrestling business and pretty much that's what it does it chronicles my life um you know a, a lot of it about wrestling but not all of it about wrestling um you know i've had uh, like i said it's been a pretty wild ride for me in a lot of different aspects, um, just the weird stuff that has happened in my life. I mean, for example, uh, one time I, I, I'm after a Yankee game um, in a uh, place getting something to eat, and there's some big burly guy there, and he's talking to uh, my brother-in-law. And the next thing I know, the guy wants to arm wrestle me, and I want to know part of it. You know, I mean, I'm minding my own business. I want to have something to eat and go home, and. Uh, 15 minutes later, we're outside on top of a Cadillac arm wrestling, and the guy dropped dead from a heart attack like a half hour later, had a, had a massive heart attack, heart attack and died. You know, so, I mean, weird stuff like this has happened in my life. And so I guess the uh, the producers of the film, they found these, these stories to be interesting, besides the wrestling as well. And uh, the one one of the producers, I um, I'm a personal trainer now, uh, as well as you know, I still I still wrestle occasionally, and I'm a personal trainer, and I actually just started my own vitamin line, and um, just as we're working out, uh, I would relay these stories to this producer, and um, he said, you know something, he goes, we got to do something, we got to we got to get this on film, he goes, you got a really interesting story, and uh, that's what he did, and they uh, they put the film together. Uh, it's actually enter- it was actually entered in the Tribeca-, Tribeca Film Festival, and they're putting it in a bunch of other film festivals. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, is there any way, like, if if fans want to see it, like, how can we see it? Do we just have to look out for uh, festivals? I mean, how can yeah, we? Do- currently, that's where they're they're doing it. But it's good. They are going to at some point uh, put it probably on YouTube. Uh, but currently, right now, they have it in different film festivals, and uh, they're shopping it around also to different networks because they'd like to get it uh, put on one of the uh, networks as well. So you did make make mention that you still wrestle. How do you stay so fit? I mean, how do you continue? I mean, you hear about the injuries. You hear about, you know, not just in wrestling. You're in football. You know, people leave leave these sports. They're physically. They're uh, banged up i mean you're you're still 
wrestling, your your personal training? Uh, how do you keep yourself uh, fit? Well, I, I, I keep a really, really <clears throat> tough regimen of uh, fitness. Um, you know, in my belief is as a personal trainer, I should never ask any client to do something that I'm, I can't do. So I try to stay ahead of the curve, and, um, you know, I train – Pretty intense. Uh, still train heavy. I mean, like right now, I mean, at one time I was 240 pounds, but I try to keep my body weight about 185. And I compete in powerlifting. I compete uh, compete in raw powerlifting. Uh, now, for people that don't know, raw powerlifting, you can't wear all the apparatuses. You can't wear the big heavy wraps. You can't wear the super suits. Uh, you can't wear belts. It's basically you just wear a singlet. It's like the old school powerlifting. And they test you for steroids, which uh, I'm very much against anybody using steroids. Um, you know, all my career, I've never used them. I could take any test, lie detector, DNA, whatever, even when I was 245 pounds. And I know a lot of people, oh, you had to get to be 245 pounds. You know how I did? I worked my butt off. And for eight years, it took me a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to be able to build my body up to get that big and strong. But um, I still maintain that. I mean, at, I'm going to be 59 years old shortly and I weigh 185 pounds I could still do a full squat with over 400 pounds and I'm still pulling close to 500 pounds in a deadlift so wow. that keeps my body in pretty good shape uh, in order to get into the ring and I do a lot of cardio I mean um, you know I'm, I'm doing cardio five days a week so that's and I, I eat well you know um, I'm a firm I'm a big believer in taking the proper nutrition vitamins uh, minerals uh, herbs and uh, you know, just eating eating right, and, that, and that's more than half of it. You know, I mean, the problem is a lot of people think that all you have to do is go to the gym, lift weights, and you're okay, but there's a lot more to it than that. You have to eat the right way, and I, that has helped me stay in condition, but it's also a mental thing because, you know, I know that I'm going to be 59 years old, but I look in the mirror and I still see a 16-year-old kid. So my brain doesn't get... The fact that my body's 59, my brain still thinks I'm 16 years old, and I can still do the things that I'm when I was 16 years old, and I think that has a lot to do with it. To be honest with you, it's your outlook on life. It's a great outlook. You know, where where do you train out of? If any of our listeners are looking for a personal trainer, I mean, uh, how can they get in touch with you if they want to train with you, or at least? Uh... Well, they can contact me. I have a um, I have a fan page and a and a, fi- and a Facebook page, and it's Rocky Jones Fitness. Uh, so they can contact me through that, and I do in-home training, so I can go to people's homes. Um, you know, I train at a couple different facilities, um, but I, I'm, you know, pretty much uh, I'm in northern New Jersey, so anywhere in the northern New Jersey area, um, they can contact me right through Facebook. Just go to Rocky Jones uh, Fitness, like I said, and um, they can hit me up right there. And tell us a little bit about your vitamin line. Well, this has been this is really exciting. Actually, the guys that produced the movie, we they came up with it. They said, you know, Rocky, you were in really good shape. I mean, it's incredible for your age and things that you can do. You know, and he said pretty much the question you asked me. I said, well, you know, I take these different vitamins. So he said, well, why don't we put a vitamin together? And basically, what I did was I used to take all a lot of the uh, vitamins that are in. It's a, what I have. It's called the stress terminator. And it's a multivitamin and mineral. Uh, it helps reduce stress, but it gives you a lot of energy as well. And uh, so I sat down with a chemist from uh, a major pharmaceutical company, and we put this formula together, and it's been working great. People have been um, 
the, the, the good thing about it is we get tons and tons of repeat orders. Um, and uh, basically, like I said, that's that's how we we came up with the idea. And you know, we wanted to have a catchy name. And I don't know, it just kind of dawned on me. We want to try to help eradicate stress. So stress terminator. And, you know, we, we thought that was a good idea, and uh, that's how we came up with it. But, uh, you know, um, it's something that – it's it's vitamins that I've been taking for, God, uh, maybe 30 years, and we just kind of put it all together to make one multivitamin. And like I said, we've been getting terrific, terrific reviews. So, sounds awesome. And they, if, if our listeners want to uh, order vitamins, they can contact you the same way. Check out your Facebook. Yeah, basically, if they want to order the vitamin, they go to it's uh, www.stress-terminator.com. And all the information will come up, information about you can check out my background. Uh, you can check out uh, different uh, testimonials and stuff like that. And actually, it's worked for people that uh, wanted to lose weight as well. Um we have uh, one, a, a couple people on there, but one person that was uh, female, she was uh, about 175 pounds, and I mean, she dropped like 30 pounds within the first couple months uh, using the vitamin. It helped, and uh, she, I mean, she looked fantastic. And uh, her story and and um, photos are on the uh, on the website. So they would go to, uh, like I said, stress hyphen terminator dot com and um they can get all the information right there and you can do it through a PayPal account and you know and we said we said it right out to you. Great stuff. And before I let you go, it just you know good friend uh Nunzio, we know you uh trained him, Nunzio, little right. Guido, James. Yep. Uh what was it like training him? Any any fun stories? Uh did did you see the potential in him initially? Oh, this guy was he was a natural. I mean, the first time he got, he was a, actually, he, I mean, to look at him now, he's in such great shape. But when he first started, he was a pudgy little guy. He was about 210 pounds, and he's only about five foot six. And uh, but he was, you know, he was a he was a very good high school athlete. He was a really good football player, a very good wrestler. And um, but the first time he got in a ring, he got it. I mean, he was he was amazing. And um, you know, it, it was uh, apparent from the first time he was in a ring that this guy had tons and tons of potential and and I knew he was I knew he was going to make it he had the right attitude and he's such a he's such a great guy I mean he's a super guy he still to this day he'll call me every week and check in with me and uh you know we'll we'll talk and you know different things that come up in his career we'll have conversation about that but uh yeah a lot of funny stories um so I mean he I guess it was it was only in very beginning stages of his career, and we were wrestling uh, up at Kutcher's, and um, it's actually not funny. Part of it's funny, but it, this part of it wasn't funny. But he was wrestling. He was in the ring with another guy that was green like himself, and uh, the guy was going to do a move where he was going to come off the top rope and do a somersault and land on top of Nuns. And um, what happened was the guy miscalculated it, and he came down with his two knees and drove his two knees into his jaw. And he didn't just break the mandible, but he actually shattered the jaw. And that's that takes a lot of pressure to do that. Now I didn't realize I'm watching the match. I thought his, I thought he got his nose broken because so I saw him coming out, kind of holding his face and bleeding. I thought the guy broke his nose because I was going in on the next match. 
And uh, when I come out of the ring, he was already in, in, inside in the locker room. And as I was walking back toward the locker room, I saw Mario Savoldi, and Mario came over to me and said, look, the kid's hurt pretty bad. So I went back there, and I see him, and he's kind of holding his face together. And um, we uh, they were going to take him to the hospital, and they were, we, like I said, we were up at Kutcher. So, I mean, the, the, the hospital up there was obviously not equipped uh, to handle a situation like this. So now here we go. They, it's it's February. It's freezing cold. There's ice all over the place. And they get some guy from the hotel with his, with his van, and we're taking him to the hospital. So I'm with I'm with Nunzio, and we're going to the hospital. And this guy's driving. And he's hitting potholes and moguls. And every time he does, this poor guy's holding his face together. And he's like, you know, oh, screaming every time the guy. I'm like, oh, buddy. I said, hey, slow down. You're going to kill this guy over here. And, um, you know, we get to uh, to the hospital, and they weren't equipped, as I said, to handle it. So they had to actually fly him down by helicopter down to Westchester County. Really? But in the meantime, we had dri- I had driven up with him, and, and, you know, he was first breaking into business, and he had this old beater of a car. And here I am trying to get this car started. I'm on ice. He's got ball tires. I start the car. <laughs> there's, like, oil shooting up on the windshield. I'm like, what is with this guy, man? What kind of car is this? And I said, I, I think I'm going to freeze to death out here because I can't get this damn car off this ice patch. And here I am praying. I'm like, please, guys, if you get me home, I'll never do anything wrong again. Eventually, I got back to his house, and uh, I dropped off his car, and I, I made my way back home. But, um, you know, and he actually had to have his whole jaw kind of rebuilt, and he's got metal in his jaw to this day because of the fact that, you know, there was no way to set it because it was shattered. The, the jawbone was shattered, and they had to actually give him, like, an artificial jawbone. But uh, that was uh, one of the stories. We had, we, had a lot, we had a lot of fun on the road, him and I. You know, he's, just, he's really a fun guy, and uh, like I said, he's a terrific guy. And honestly, I mean, he is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. I mean, you know, I know he does, he's, you know, challenged because of his size, but if, if they could have done so much more with him because he's just so damn talented a guy. So are you very proud, like, when you see him? I mean, I, I've seen him a number of times, and it is amazing. You know, he still can have, uh, you know, incredible matches, yep. still a very talented in the ring. Um, yeah. Does it make you – I mean, as far as training someone like that, how much – how much was him, and how much did you give him? Well, you know, I mean, like I said, he had all the athletic ability. Um, basically, what I had to do was teach him how to be a wrestler. And, you know, it's not just what you do in a ring. It's the etiquette in the locker room. It's, you know, knowing how to approach situations. Um, you know, like anything in life, you know, wrestling is is very political. And you could, you know, very inadvertently make a mistake that could haunt you for the rest of your career. So, you know, it's part of what I did was make sure he was aware of that. You know, what's the proper locker room etiquette? Uh, you know, you don't walk into a locker room and pop off and, and, you know, you basically, you walk in and you shake everybody's hand and, you know, you never talk about anybody. You know, if you have any thoughts in your head, you keep them to yourself, you know, because it could turn around and backfire on you. Uh, to be that way, and uh, that's you know some of that's some of the things that I taught him. And obviously, you know, you had you had to teach him how to work in the ring. I mean, he had all the ability, but you know, you have to learn how to put that all together. So that's what my influence was um, 
teaching him how to do that. And what makes me happy is he kind of emulated the way I worked in the ring. And if you watch, you know, and a lot of people have told me this, he, he says, you know, he works a lot like you, but he got his training from me. So that's why, you know, I'm assuming he, we have very similar styles. And uh, but yeah, it, it does make me proud, and I was very happy for him when you know he he made it with the WWE, and you know he had the uh, cruiserweight strap a couple times, and I, I was damn proud of him because he's you know he's a guy that deserves it. He's the right guy. I mean, you know, he's never going to cause a problem. He's never going to give you any, nobody any trouble. He's uh, you know he's a really terrific guy, and uh, I'm very proud of him. Rocky, it was a pleasure having you on tonight. Thank you so much for giving us uh, some time and. Uh, Love to have you on again at some point and share some more stories. Why don't you give us your websites one more time and so people can go and check you out. Sure. Uh, for the vitamin, it is www.stress-terminator.com, and that's if you're interested in the vitamins. And if you want to just hit me up on Facebook, it's Rocky Jones, and or you can go to Rocky Jones Fitness, and um, it'll all, all that stuff will come up. Very cool. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to seeing the film. Hopefully uh, it gets out there more. Good luck with everything, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Good stuff from Rocky Jones. Documentary film. Man, 59 years young, still hitting the ring. Uh, tremendous. And, you know, it's me and Dave. I mean, we've seen uh, Nunzio wrestle, uh, you know, and it's funny because, you know, for someone that uh, Rocky trained, uh, you know, I could see Nunzio wrestling at, at 59. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing with 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 athletes in general, especially wrestlers, with the with the with the toll that they take on their body at, at an age like 59 years old, how you can keep yourself in shape and you know and being healthy. I mean, we you posted a picture of Bruno Sammartino in his 70s and the, the the tremendous shape that he's in. It's just amazing to me. I can't even begin to describe it. The the the, the phenomenal shape these guys stay in, or at least some of them stay in, because you see the. I wouldn't like to say wrestling tragedies, but, you know, once a guy has winded down his career, he puts on a little more weight, doesn't stay in shape as much. He might have a completely different look and doesn't look anything like he did on television. But um, it's, it's truly amazing, uh, using that word again, to, to describe, the you know, that the, the, the great shape that some of these guys can stay in and the health and eating right. And you know, I, I think hats off to them. And it's pretty amazing because, you know, when he, I mean, I've done weightlifting competitions, and, and I've also done it uh, raw. And uh, it, it's pretty amazing because, I mean, a lot of the suits they, they have for weightlifting, uh, and they, initially they were designed to help save your joints. A lot of the suits do give you uh, a bit of a boost uh, with, with the lifting. Uh, I always prefer to do it raw because I figured, you know, I felt like, well, that's what you can actually lift. Uh, but to, to be able to keep yourself in uh, – that good a shape. I mean, I know guys younger than me that are heavy into the uh, the lifting, and they've been told to kind of back off, and they use the suits. Uh, for him to be able to stay in, in that kind of shape and his joints to stay healthy and be a professional wrestler and be doing uh, lifting competitions, it's uh, it was pretty amazing talking to him. It also made me think, geez, i got to hit the gym harder. Son of <laughs> All right. We're at the halfway mark. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're going to get to your phone calls after the break. But right now, it is time for the Dave 5 50-50 News Break. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the return of the Dave 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. 
first story this week. With The Rock's injury preventing him from appearing on this past Monday's post-WrestleMania edition of Monday Night Raw, rumors have circulated as to whether or not the Dolph Ziggler Money in the Bank cash-in angle was written into the show at the last minute. PWInsider.com is reporting that they had been planned weeks in advance to give the post-WrestleMania Raw a big moment, especially after officials have decided, had excuse me, had decided that after the DUI arrest of one Jack Swagger in February, that they would not give him a run with the World Heavyweight Championship. An interesting story from last evening. Kevin Nash and X-Pac, former WWE superstars, both took to Twitter last night to announce that they were not paid by the promoter of Pop Wrestling. In some circles, he's known as Marvin Ward, Doug, and a few other names. Both Nash and X-Pac stated that they plan to contact the Virginia State Athletic Commission with the goal of making sure Ward never runs another event again. X-Pac stated that the commission took a percentage of the gate, yet he never had his blood pressure checked. The show took place in Waynesboro, Virginia. According to PWInsider.com, word backstage in WWE is that although he is pretty banged up following his WrestleMania match with The Undertaker, MRI results have revealed CM Punk will likely not need, need knee surgery, but is rumored to be taking time off. With the uh, injury to The Rock, CM Punk might actually come back on the road. He will be appearing this Monday night on Raw to address his future. TNA Knockouts champion Velvet Sky suffered a knee injury a few weeks back and took to Twitter this week to provide an update on her health. In quotes, doctor's diagnosis, my kneecap popped out and popped back in. Significant swelling and fluid in the joint. MRI shows no tears or serious damage. We hope to see Velvet Sky back on TNA television very soon. And in our final story this week, a big story. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is reporting that former WWE superstar The Animal Batista is getting back into ring shape for a possible return to the WWE. Batista left the WWE three years ago to pursue a career in Hollywood as well as MMA. Batista publicly stated a few months back on Spike TV's MMA Live that he hopes to return to the WWE to work with the likes of Triple H, The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and The Rock. And folks, every Friday night on MeTV at 11 p.m., NWA on Fire, the host of the Ken Reedy Show, Ken Reedy himself, providing the play-by-play, along with his color analyst, Ray Ray Mars. NWA on Fire, MeTV, 11 p.m., every Friday night. Check it out. And our friends over at The Gun Show, Season 9. Check it out, YouTube slash The Gun Show Web TV. And there you have it, folks. That was the illustrious return of the Dave 5 News Report, only heard here on The Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. You know what's amazing? I, I gotta say that I've never, I would never consider myself like a big Batista fan, but he, I, I, I'm finding that he's one of those guys you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, I kind of, I'm psyched. I'd like to see Batista back. I think he could definitely uh, add something, bring bring an intensity back to uh, the WWE. Uh, the funny thing was my my favorite. Uh, Batista moments were actually right before he left his uh, heel run uh, with John Cena. Uh, 
But I, I you know, hearing that, I'm I'm kind of psyched that he might be coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I kind of like the early stages of Batista, not like where when he was turning on Evolution and he was just that, you know, he kind of had the one-liners and he didn't really, you know, say too much, but it was effective and it worked and it was a slow build toward that WrestleMania that year with Triple H. And then, of course, the, the heel run he had with John Cena. I mean, he I didn't expect to see a whole lot of comedy and great talking from him, but he really held his own on the microphone. Um, and especially, you know, that last segment where he was in the wheelchair and he quit. I mean, that was some of the funniest stuff I had seen um, coming from him, which was a pretty, uh, pretty, you know, it was pretty cool to see it considering that, you know, you see this big burly guy, you can't, you don't expect him to, to be much of a talker or have a wide range of, uh, of, of, of uh, roles as a character, which was pretty cool. Um, I'd actually like to see him come back as a heel, but of course he's been gone away for so long, he'll probably be cheered upon his return. Um, and like I said, names like Brock Lesnar, The Rock, Triple H, Jared Digger, those guys he wants to work with, I mean, those are big money matches. So, um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to see the case of that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's funny because, yeah, that, that, that promo in the wheelchair was awesome. And, and our own producer, Michelle, like, uh, you know, that when he turned on Evolution, that kind of got her hooked on wrestling. So, uh, you know, she started uh, bec- becoming a fan, uh, essentially, uh I guess due to Batista and, and what he was doing. So, uh, I mean, again, I, and I wasn't the biggest Batista guy, but I, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him back uh, in the squared circle. So, uh, good news. Looking forward to see him coming back. And three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. And we have some people have been real patient on the phone, so we're going to get right out there. First off, it's time for our daily affirmation with Justin. Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. How are you this fine Sunday evening? I miss you, man. I miss you, too. So what would you think? Uh, wrestling this week, Monday Night Raw, WrestleMania last Sunday, uh, Impact, SmackDown on Friday. Uh, what would you think? I think I think Edge will be back soon, isn't he? You know what? Funny that you'd bring him up. Okay. <laughs> Funny you bring Edge up, but he. If you go and check out, uh, go on because you're you're pretty good on the computer, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, there's a single Legends of the Ring. So mm-hmm. Legends of the Ring, and I think it's in June. But Edge is going to be there. It's in New Jersey. Edge is going to be uh, one of the guests for Legends of the Ring. So, you know, might want maybe that's something that you want to look into. Uh, Perhaps getting someone uh, to bring you on over there because uh, he's going to be there. I think it's Monroe, New Jersey. Uh, but go to Legends of the Ring. Edge and Sting are the big uh, guests for that. So uh, that would that would be cool if you could go check that out. I know. <laughs> you are a man of of little verbiage, but what you say means a lot. Well, you know what? You know what, Ken? I think Edge is my favorite wrestler, and I love him. That's good. What did you think of uh, SmackDown this week? It was pretty good. What was your favorite moment on SmackDown? Um, well, I think that uh, John Cena, he's a great wrestler. What did you think? Uh, that's a good point. So with John Cena, what do you think is going to happen with him and Ryback? 
They they had to fight together. They had to fight each other. Who do you think is going to win that? John Cena. John Cena is going to beat Ryback? Oh, yeah. All right, before we let you go, Justin, anything you'd like to say to Dave? You know what, Dave? You and Ken should be Edge fans. Well, I'm a big Edge fan. I, I, I think Ken is, too, so we're, we're, we're a step ahead of you, buddy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm, I am actually of the belief that I don't think Edge gets uh, – Enough love. I think he's he's uh, he was quite a competitor, had a, an amazing career, and a guy who uh, held more more titles uh, than anyone else in the history of the WWE. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I to me, Edge is an all time great. So, oh yeah. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for the call. Uh, hello, to talk to you Tuesday. Sure, why not? Okay then, Tadies, thanks for giving us a call. Thank you, Ken. And let's keep it going with the phone lines because we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. How are you? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, I'd like to talk to you guys about this firsthand because you guys were there firsthand and you witnessed it. On a scale of 1 to 10, being wrestling experts that you two are, what would you give the, the score for WrestleMania? Because I've heard so many people tell me, that that was the worst WrestleMania that they've ever seen. And in my opinion, I thought that was the best WWE pay-per-view they've had in like six months. It's, uh, it's Your you take know, on that. It's it's a weird, you know, it's a tough, like, gauge, like, going number-wise. I mean, people who look, people who are saying this is one of the worst WrestleManias ever, like, they, they don't know, to me, like, they don't know wrestling. Um. I thought it was, and we've talked about it, but I, I thought it was a good, solid show. I thought all the matches were good. The the problem when when you look at WrestleMania and and you're trying to give it a, a number grade, the pomp and circumstance of, of WrestleMania's past that wasn't there uh, as much as you've seen in past WrestleManias. The, the pyrotechnics, the fireworks, that was all a lot of fun. But again, they cut America the Beautiful, Rock and Cena, just you know, came out to the entrance music, whereas last year they came out to, to live bands. Um, you know, we did have it in Living Color, which was cool. P. Diddy in the, the middle of the show, whatever he's calling himself these days. Um, so as far as a number grade, like, it's weird, because last year I thought there was more like highs and lows, and this was very even keel. It was safe creatively. Um, but I'd still go above average, so I, I would... If I have to be pegged to a number seven, you know, around seven, I don't know if I'd quite go into the eight, nine, ten realm because that's you're really like you're blown away by everything. But that's seven, seven point five, maybe. What do you think, Dave? I, I mean, I'd probably give it an eight. Um, you know, just on the just on the match quality alone, the entertainment factor. Yeah, there weren't any like, you know, big WrestleMania moments taking place, but the the matches were good. Um, I mean, you talked about the pomp and circumstance. You know, you talked about, like, Cena and Rock just coming out. I mean, they kind of dragged Cena and Rock out throughout the show with the three-video package focusing on those two guys. So, I mean, I guess, that was, I guess, you know, kind of building you up to get to the main event throughout the course of the show. Um, and I think also, too, that, like, considering last year was the first time that the two of them met, it was appropriate for the entrances, the big, lavish entrances. This year they didn't have any. Um, because it was really all about business. It was about the title. 
Um, so I think that's why they didn't do the big lavish entrances for them. Um, I, I, I'd probably give it an eight. Like I said, like there weren't any stinkers on the card. Um, and it, to be honest, I didn't think there were any stinkers on last year's card either. Um, you know, so, I mean, overall, being there live, I'll have, to, I'll have to really go back and give it a better analysis when I watch it on DVD when it comes out. But I'd probably have to give it, I, 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 like I said, I'd give it an eight. I think it was a good show. Um, I had fun. Um, you know, a lot of other people had fun, too. You know, if there was, you know, one thing I wished that happened at WrestleMania was Dolph Ziggler cashing in his money in the bank. I mean, it was cool that it happened on Raw, and I was there, but imagine 80,000 people going crazy for him cashing in the money in the bank. That would have been 10 times louder and more awesome hearing that than having it take place, you know, in a 16,000-seat arena. But it was still cool nonetheless. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Guys, I finally got a chance to – well, I didn't finally get a chance. I got a surprise when I got to work today. One of the guys I went to work with uh, picked me up a ticket to go see TNA April 25th here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. So I'm looking forward to seeing that on the 25th. And also, um, I heard something through the grapevine. Is it, uh, is it true that Monday Night Raw are having a tag team match with uh, Dolph Ziggler teaming up with Ryback against Del Rio and Cena? That's that's that was the uh the advertised dark match um for the local crowd. Um that seems to be the uh the, the normally the WWE puts out advertisements for dark matches and sometimes they advertise it and it doesn't happen. Um so who knows if if the match will even take place. But usually when you see stuff like that online, it's unless it's official from WWE.com, it's more than likely the advertised dark match um that takes place after the show goes off the air for the local crowd. Oh, okay, I see, and uh, I was just uh, curious. So then it's going to be uh, like, so then it's official because Ryback, I guess they did turn Ryback heel? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to judge with that, only because wherever John Cena is going to go, he's going to get booed. So whoever's going to be facing him is going to get cheered. Um, I just don't see any reason why they should turn him heel. Um, I think they should just kind of keep, I mean, no matter what, he's going to be Ryback. And, you know, if he's a heel... If they if they turn him heel, then you can't you you can't let him you know antagonize the audience to the feed me more excuse me antagonize but get the audience going with the feed me more chance he's got to be completely different but until you know until the fans stop chanting that I think he'll be a baby face I think it was just I mean it might have come off on television like it was a heel turn but maybe Michael Cole was just trying to bring that shock factor into it by his by his uh. His, his words when Ryback attacked John Cena, but I don't know if it's going to be a heel turn. I I hope not, but yeah, I was just you know after what happened on uh, Raw Monday night, and uh, somebody had asked me the other day if I was going to do the Fandangoing, <laughs> and I told him I said I told him I said no, I can't do that, so I tell him my age something might fall off. But uh, hey guys, listen, it was a pleasure talking to you again. Uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday night. Uh, keep up the good work and. Uh, We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Take it easy. (laughs) Just in case Mr. Kirby wants on to try it. Just think about it. All the people out there that are probably thinking, 
I find Let's go back down to the phone. <laughs> Hank, are you there? Was that my entrance music? <laughs> sure, why not? Your entrance, Mr. Trivia's exit. It was. Well, then I demand that you. I demand you play it every time from this week forth, <laughs> or I will not speak, and I shall hang up the phone. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, guys. Um, yeah, we we gotta talk WrestleMania because ask the girlfriend. I've been pestering her for about a week now, waiting. Um, I'm sure that when you're there, there's a completely different vibe than when somebody's watching it on TV. But I have to say, I was let down, not just by like how some of the matches were, and some of them may have gone a little longer. But the commentary, there were times where there was almost dead air for minutes at a time. It was like actually being there because there was they weren't saying anything. It's like they were struggling to find what to talk about. And it was horrendous. Like, it felt like it was a couple of rookies they took off the street, threw in front of a mic, and said, comment on what's going on. It was just atrocious. To to me, anyway. This is, like, my opinion. I may be completely wrong, but... um, What happened to the big entrances that they used to have for WrestleMania. I mean, even just a few years ago, we had John Cena coming down the ramp with, like, 50 Cena lookalikes standing there. We had all this, you know, like, yeah, we had the live band this year as well, like we did last year, but that's kind of like a token of WrestleMania now. It just seems like they're not putting in the effort anymore. It used to be like, I cannot wait to see my wrestler come out at WrestleMania to see how he's going to come out, to see the difference that you don't see, you know, on Raw. I was let down by entrances as well. well I don't know. I mean, I mean, like I said earlier, like I think I think it went along with the story for Cena and Rock that, like, all right, it's, it's all about business and, you know, it's for the title, and that's why they, they didn't put as much pomp and circumstance into it. And plus – they had video packages spread out through the course of the pay-per-view previewing the match, um, giving the, giving it that, you know, big rematch main event fight feel. Um, I mean, CM Punk getting brought out by, you know, living color, cult personality, that was pretty cool. I mean, and then I mean, what were the Undertaker's entrance with the hands, you know, and rising up? I mean, that was, that was, that was very creative, something I didn't expect, you know. And in years past, he had just, you know, in the, in the past few years, he had just come out and they got the fire and all the other stuff and the smoke, but he would just come out. There wasn't anything, like, real spectacular about it. But this year, they, they switched up a little bit. I mean, as far as the commentary goes, I mean, I could understand. I haven't watched it, but. I noticed sometimes too watching it that they will go like a minute or two at a time without, with, with without not without saying anything to the audience, and part of me thinks that that's them just trying to let the story unfold in the ring until they get to a point in the match where they could transition and then they could start talking about something instead of being redundant. Um, but I'd have to go back and watch it again. That's just an assumption of mine. 
Sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm used to watching Raw and they're always talking about something or always plugging something and I don't know. Like I said, this is just my opinion. I could be completely wrong and everybody else could have a different opinion, but... Well, I don't it's know. Opinion, it's, it's not wrong. I mean, it, and it's tough, you know, that I, I, especially when it comes to WrestleMania. I mean, other events, it's similar, but I would say this. Uh, WrestleMania, because of what it is and, and everything surrounds it and the weekend, and, you know, you were part of the weekend last year, you know, there's, it's so different being there as opposed to watching it on TV. And, it, and it's so difficult for us who are there live to try and compare our opinions of the event to someone who is watching it on TV. I mean, even just saying, like, we didn't hear the commentary, so we have no idea. And and, we, and yeah. we've been critical over the, you know, the years on the show that the commentary has, has ranged from being incredibly good. Uh, you know, last year at Extreme Rules, Michael Cole was amazing uh during that main event uh but we've been very critical and sometimes the commentary has been downright dreadful so uh you know who knows and and that sometimes can detract with what's going on uh it's you know it's so difficult for us to uh evaluate that but I'm curious you know you're talking a lot about the the ancillary stuff what did you think about the the actual in-ring Performances, the actual matches. What did you think of them? Um, <clears throat> I was I was very entertained by um, Taker and Punk, and I did like the um, Lesnar Triple H fight because um, it did have almost like a old school feel to it. Like I, like I, like I said last time that I called you guys, it was I was looking forward to it because of um, you know it's. I've walked down memory lane. These two guys hate each other. They've always hated each other. And now it's like a culmination out WrestleMania. Um, was the ending, <clears throat> was the end result predictable? Yeah. I mean, I really don't think the Triple H wants to call it a career on a loss to Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> but the match itself was actually pretty good. Brock Cena... Oh, okay. sorry. Um, Rock Cena seemed to drag a little bit. And then at the end, when Cena decides that he wants to do the whole Rock thing again, it was like, okay, seen this. You know, yeah, he learned from his, from his, from his mistakes. But, you know, it was still kind of like, had they done something a little different, it would have been better. But overall, those three matches were the ones that I enjoyed the most. The other ones, I could have taken or, left, taken or left them. It wasn't like something that I was discussing the next day with, you know, my coworkers. You know, it was kind of like, okay, they felt more like feelings than anything else. I was very entertained by Raw the following night. And I know that you guys were there, and, you know, it's like, once again, it's different when you're there than when you're on TV, but... It just like it felt like the crowd was a whole lot more into it. The commentary was a lot more into it. A lot more happened, also because they were scrambling with The Rock being out. Um, and it seems like they started now this whole <laughs> this whole thing with Fandango. You know, it's like it's been a while since 
they've come up with a new chant. You know, we've had Ryback come up with the Feed Me More. We've had, you know, the old school Stone Cold What, which I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, now let's see if this Fandango, you know, humming the intro is going to be really trending and really, you know, going from arena to arena. But I don't know. I, I personally, between WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw, overall, I was more detained Monday night than I was Sunday night. Interesting. This is definitely a WrestleMania. You know, every year I, I look forward to catching the, the DVD um, just to, you know, get the feel of what it would have been like watching it on TV. Uh, I, I think I really want to watch this DVD more than um, – Maybe any other WrestleMania I've been to live, so I'm kind of curious. And you know, it's funny because, like, I mean, on TV, you know, we were talking about Triple H, Lesnar, and we we're thinking, you know, it, it could have used a little more oomph, um, but maybe that came across more on TV, seeing the facial expressions and everything, uh, than it did live. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see how these matches translated on TV and uh, what the commentating did. Uh, but overall, like I thought, it was a good WrestleMania. Um, and Monday how, night, was it, how was the the, the, um, the Hall of Fame? Was that good? The Hall of Fame was tremendous. Uh, Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's it's the greatest class ever. It's up there. Uh, I'm not going to get into that debate whether it is the best class ever. But for me, uh, with with the people inducted. And the the speeches that they all gave, as far as the show itself, coupled with the history that was there, for myself as a fan, it was the the best Hall of Fame I've gone to live. Uh, it was tremendous, and I, I love that night. That's uh, that's always my favorite night of the weekend is the Hall of Fame, and this was my favorite out of all of them, Dave. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the Hall of Fame was tremendous. I, I will say though, you know, it, it, I've, I've I've spoken to Ken about this, you know, off the air and. Um, I think I might have mentioned on Tuesday, but uh, as a fan for me being there, I really thought Rock and Cena stole the show, and it was like night and day compared to their match last year. I don't know what it came off. I mean, it, I guess I'm going to have to go back and watch it, but I thought it was pretty damn exciting to be there with the near falls and, you know, the creativity and how, you know, for instance, you know, the the story of the things that took place in last year's match kind of came to fruition in this year's match, but with different twists, you know, with Cena where he kind of fooled the rock into thinking that he was going to do the same thing again that cost him the match last year. I mean, I don't know personally, but I guess I, I'm, like Ken said, I'm actually more interested in grabbing this DVD to see what this was all about because I really thought that match stole the show. As great as Undertaker and CM Punk was, I really thought Rock Cena stole it and they, like, it was, it was like I said, it was night and day compared to their match last year. Um, but the Hall, yeah, the Hall of Fame was awesome. I mean, that, that's the best Hall of Fame I've ever been to. I wouldn't say the best class, but considering the historical meaning from that Hall of Fame, it being in Madison Square Garden, like honestly, like if <laughs> I know geographically they can't do this, but if every WrestleMania weekend they just did the Hall of Fame in the Garden, I would be cool with it, you know, because <laughs> it was just so awesome <laughs> to be there in Madison Square Garden and the fact that. Bruno sold the, out the garden 187 times before he got inducted. Backlund had a huge history there. Mick Foley did as well. I mean, it was just you know it was just an awesome feeling to be there. And of course, be, being in Madison Square Garden, 
you know, you hear performers saying performing Master Square Garden, you've reached like the height of your career, whether it's wrestling, music, sports, anything. But being a fan and going into Madison Square Garden, like, it may just be me, but it's like, okay, I've done everything as a wrestling fan. I've gone to a WrestleMania. I've seen a wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. Like, I've done everything as a wrestling fan. And seeing the Hall of Fame there was tremendous. I'm sorry, what's that? No, I had a, if they added a private jet to the travel package, they'll do the Hall yeah, of Fame right. from there in the car. With all those wrestling fans on that jet, that thing would be destroyed. I don't think it would take it back <laughs> in time for WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, guys, before I let you go real quick, when the DVD comes out, you guys watch it, and then when you guys watch it, let me know, and we'll talk about it and see if you guys can see if there was a difference, if you feel there was a difference, or if you still feel the same thing, same way about it. Yeah, I think you know, it's this? funny with, with we'll this. Do that. I think we'll have to, you know, once it comes out, we'll coordinate, uh, you know, watching it the same week so we can talk about it because I'm definitely very curious how it came off on TV. Dank, right. thanks so much Keep for the call. And let's guys. lay it out. All right. Talk to you later, guys. <laughs> on the line now, we've got the one and only Steve Alf is joining us. Steve, thanks for giving us a few minutes. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for friending going me in like you did the last guy. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it's it's out of control, you know. Um, let me just yeah. ask you, you know, as as someone who's uh, you know you're in the business, you're you're a wrestler. Uh, a lot of mixed reactions out of this year's WrestleMania. Um, what are your thoughts on the event? I loved it. I mean, was it the best WrestleMania ever? Absolutely not. But was it the worst? Also, absolutely not. I mean, I mean not, there was like a terrible WrestleMania, and a lot of people point to WrestleMania 9 and like, you know, 23 and 27 as being, you know, average at best. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that, but as far as this show goes, I would not rate it as one of the lower WrestleManias or one of the, the top ones ever. It was It was a good WrestleMania. I mean... Plain and simple. Does it stand out, like I said, as the best ever? I don't think so. But I think it was a really good show overall. You know, I think Cena and Rock had a surprisingly good match. I mean, I hear a lot of internet butthurt going on about that because, oh, it was just a finisher fest. And, okay, it's WrestleMania. It's the main event. What the hell else do you expect? Obviously, the guys are going to go for their finishers. It makes sense. Obviously, they're going to try to win the match. Obviously, everyone's going to kick out because, you know, it's the main event. You know, I thought Taker and Punk, I, I know... uh you know, the internet rumor is that Punk hurt his leg, and, you know, I was there live. It sounded disgusting. It looked sick. I'm, I don't think that's really an internet rumor. Obviously, the dude's hurt. Uh, I think that might have affected that match, and it was still a great match. So you can only imagine, you know, how much greater it would have been if he didn't screw up his knee further on that announce table. And, you know, Triple H Lesnar was good. Fandango and Jericho was surprisingly good. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was pretty good. I think the whole show top to bottom was a really good show. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I guess we all, I mean, Dave and I kind of felt the same way. It's interesting, uh, you know, on the Internet. Uh, what do you, you know, as a performer and as someone, you know, you're in the business and, and you're also, I mean, you, you watch, so you're, you're a fan. Um, do you ever, I mean, what do you think of, of the Internet and, and the fandom? I mean, uh, do you think sometimes they're too negative? Do, do you listen to the criticism online? Do you pay attention? Is it just 
part of? I mean, what are your thoughts on the internet wrestling community? I mean, I've, I've got eyes and ears everywhere. I'm a student of the game. At least I try to be, you know. I just, I pay attention to the internet community, and I forget who it was. There was some interview up maybe yesterday or two days ago with somebody who said that, um, I wish I remember who it was, they said anybody in the business who tells you they pay no attention to the internet wrestling community is either clueless or they're lying to you. And, that was Bischoff. You know, I pay attention. That was Bischoff. That, and then maybe that was today, yesterday, something like that. You get too many concussions, you forget little things like that. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, you know? It's like, it's a blessing because it, it gives us so many different things we couldn't do back in, like, let's just say the 90s. You know, and even the early 2000s where we have, you know, the Facebook and the Twitter and the people talking back and forth, oh, this show was good, that show sucked. Um, you know, whether or not they have any place to really judge that and say that, you know, that's debatable. But, you know, people know what entertains them. And, you know, if the Ring of Honor fans, let's just say, want to go on the Internet and say, oh, our product is great and WWE sucks, you know, that's their opinion. And people shouldn't take stuff like that as fact. And, like, you know, this WrestleMania, for example, since that's what we're talking about, you know, like we shouldn't take that for granted, that everyone says, oh, it wasn't that great of a WrestleMania, we should, you know, judge it for what it was, because maybe what doesn't entertain, you know, the Ring of Honor fans or, you know, the CCW or the TNA fans would entertain, you know, the general fans, the guys like me who like to watch everything, you know, 80s, 90s, today, WWE, Japan, Ring of Honor, everything. You know, fans like that, I think, would be entertained by it. If, you know, if that strong style, Japanese style is like your thing, then no, you would think it was a shitty show. Pardon my French. But, I mean, the internet wrestling community in general, I think, is a good thing, but sometimes it goes to the dark side, if you will, and becomes a bad thing. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what your weekend was like, because I know you were busy and you had a, a bunch of stuff going on. Just tell us, uh, for a guy trying to break in and make it in the biz, uh, what kind of crazy schedule you had this past weekend? Yeah, I didn't even wrestle this past weekend. I didn't get any sleep. Uh, Thursday, I went to Access just you know to see what it was all about, and you know what, it would have been a lot better, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I was a little kid. And, well, not a little kid, but, you know, when I was younger, when I was 10, 11 years old, it would have been freaking awesome. It still was a good time. You know, I got to check out some of the, the NXT matches, and I didn't get to reunite with my good buddy Darren Young from back in the day, but, uh, you know, I was hoping I would get to say what's up to him. Didn't, but, you know, I enjoyed the show, all the, um, like, the displays and stuff they had. I'm sure you guys were there. Like the Andre the Giant bust and the uh, old belts and old, you know, tights and the, all the old stuff is really, you know, I thought that was really cool. The show Michael's outfit for Mania 12, you know, they brought out the, the fan, the 10 or 11 year old little kid fan that I used to be. And, uh, you know, like I said, I would have enjoyed it more back then, but it was still pretty cool just to, you know, look back on everything. Saturday and, uh, I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday I was in New York with Ring of Honor. I was not lucky enough to get a match yet, Dave, like you predicted. I apologize for making you, uh, you know, wrong there. But, you know, it's... I hope, That's I hope okay. I, I normally eat my words a lot anyway, so this, this is nothing new for me. <laughs> I did make it to TV, though, and pay-per-view. So, you know, you kind of were right. I almost got killed in, uh, there's like a 10-man tag, and I was in the corner, ringside, and, yeah, almost died. But I didn't, so that's cool. That is and, good. Yeah, that was a rough schedule working the crew with them, but it was fun. Like always, loved that crew. And then you know Sunday, hit up the Ken Reedy Show tailgate party, the highlight of my weekend. Cheap plug. Yes. And right. WrestleMania, of course. You know, and that just you know to celebrate that with a lot of people I was close to, including you guys. You know, it just meant a lot to me because yeah, now I'm in the business ten years, and it's different than when I was just a fan. But that's still like our Christmas, you know, in the business. You know, 
even for guys who are partial to Ring of Honor, TNA, or something different, you know, WrestleMania is at Christmas. No disrespect, of course, to the super shows by Ring of Honor and TNA, which are probably just as good sometimes, but, man, like, it was, it was like celebrating Christmas with your family and friends, you know, it was a great thing. Do you, I, I, as someone who, like, you know, being in the area, was was it surprising? Was Were you amazed at, at how WrestleMania coming into an area just takes over? Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect, but still seeing it and seeing 80,000 people and, and seeing, like, you know, just locally, there's so much more traffic. There's so many, you know, you could tell at the Ring of Honor shows that there were people who weren't normally there that were in town you know, people wearing Cena shirts and, like, Triple H shirts. And clearly, they're not the Ring of Honor regulars because they wouldn't wear that stuff. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying they usually wear the Ring of Honor merch. And, yeah, you could just tell. They had, like, the flags. I remember being ringside, you know, there were, like, Swiss flags and British flags being draped over the Ring of Honor signs at ringside. And it just gave, like, a whole little, I guess, international flair to it because you know there's people coming from all over for that whole weekend. And it was definitely definitely a very cool cool vibe and a cool feeling, just you know seeing that that buzz firsthand, if you will. So what do you got going on the, in the next coming weeks? I mean, are you experiencing like the the WrestleMania hangover. Uh, what's next? For yeah, some? WrestleMania hangover would be a great way to put it. This past weekend, I had nothing. I mean, I got to see Jurassic Park 3D. That was cool. But uh, wrestling-wise, nothing. I highly recommend it. By the way, it's very cool. Very very. I cool. actually um, went to see it this weekend too. It was amazing. Nice. Loved it. And I saw it on IMAX, too, so there you go. In here. Uh, this Saturday, BWO, 150 Chestnut Street, Nutley, New Jersey, Knights of Columbus. I'll be, I believe, defending the U.S. Championship. Um, there's currently a tournament going on right now with Steve Scott, Gooder, Marker Dillinger, and Darius Carter to crown a new number one contender. I don't believe I'll be facing the winner that night, but I would imagine I'll be facing somebody for the belt. And and I was supposed to do a seminar. I was planning to do a seminar with Ring of Honor that day as well and the following day. But unfortunately, uh, spots filled up a lot quicker than I thought. and I didn't get myself a spot in time, but I'll definitely be doing the next one in August. Very cool. Steve, thank you so much for uh, giving us a few minutes. And uh, fans, be sure to check out the, the gun show. Uh, you just uh, Season finale just came out, right? Season 9? Uh, no, we just started season nine. The finale of this little trilogy we've had going on uh, just happened, and a new episode will be up the latest tomorrow. You can check it out at youtube.com slash thegunshowwebtv. And if you want to check out some of my promos and wrestling matches, I don't know why you should want to do that, but if you would, youtube.com slash steveoff. Very cool. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for letting me on the show, guys. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks, Steve. That's what I love about doing this show. You know, guy, wrestler in the business, trying to make it, and just, you know, we didn't have him booked as a guest and just decided, hey, I'm going to give you guys a call. Awesome. Thanks, Steve, for giving us a call. And we got some news here. Probably not going to be able to get it up and running uh, for tomorrow, but Anthony from Real Fantasy Wrestling was on the, the show at the top of the show and starting a really neat fantasy wrestling league and we're going to start a ken reedy show league uh he's going to set that all up for us so you guys out there uh we're limiting it to 10 uh right now we'll see where it goes but we're limiting it to 10 uh people that'll be in the league uh he's going to set everything up for us so if you'd like to be it it's going to be first come first serve 
send your email address uh, to our producer, Michelle. That is Michelle at thekenreedyshow.com. Again, Michelle at thekenreedyshow.com. Send her your email address, um, and she's going to send the first ten names she gets. Uh, she's going to send on over, and uh, you, my, myself, and Dave, and uh, Michelle, our producer, are all probably going to be in the league. So seven. There'll be seven slots open. So first come, first serve. Send your emails to her, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep track of it. We'll uh, we'll talk trash on the raw chat on Monday nights on the Facebook. But uh, right now it's free, so why not? Let's have some fun with some fantasy wrestling. Get your emails sent out to Michelle at thekenreedyshow.com. And we're gonna go back out to the phone calls right now. Paul, are you there? Are you there, caller? Going once, going twice. Six four six. All right. Not there. Sorry if you had a bad connection. Uh, we're running short on time, but give us a call back. We'll try and get you on. But you know what we'll do right now. The Ken Reedy Show. No overproof. the moment of the Ken Reedy Show. We do each and every week where we sit back and we talk about what we may have just nodded to ourselves about uh, during the, the wrestling week and, uh, you know, just liked and said, hey, that, that worked. That, that, that definitely worked. And sometimes it's a match. Sometimes it's a performer. Sometimes it's a promo. Sometimes it's something out of the realm of, of uh, being on TV, maybe something we heard. It could be anything in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, this week we have a collective um, nod. And, and, you know, we do this show each and every week. And, you know, we, we, we talk positive at times. We can be critical at times. That's what we do. It's a wrestling talk show. Um, you know, we try not to keep it, you know, try to get too negative. But sometimes we got to critique things. Um, but you know what? This, this nod right now for a company that sometimes we're uh, – we are critical of, and hell, we have to be critical of them because they're the biggest company out there. But the nod this week, collectively, from Dave and I, is going to the WWE for WrestleMania weekend. And everyone, you know, people can be critical, and the internet can be critical, and people can talk whatever they want. But, said it before, say it again, as a wrestling fan, you need to go participate in a WrestleMania weekend. And WrestleMania, the event, and we don't think it did this year, but it could be terrible. And you still will have a blast participating in everything there is to participate in WrestleMania weekend. Even if it is going to some of the indie shows that are not necessarily WWE, but the WWE, because they're doing WrestleMania, draws those shows in. But, you know, that aspect of things. But if you just do the WWE thing, access... You know, they've gotten a little more kid-oriented, at least this year, but it was still fun. Hall of Fame, tremendous. WrestleMania being there is tremendous. Doing the tailgate was amazing. And I am just, as a wrestling fan, I am happy that the WWE just does this every year. And I just, I enjoy going to it each and every year. And Steve said it's it's like our Christmas and it, it kind of is, and, and it's just it's that, that one weekend a year where you just, 
you get to walk around and just be proud and enjoy being a wrestling fan. And and I I can't say enough. Like again, I can't recommend it highly enough that as a wrestling fan, you gotta go once to a WrestleMania weekend. So collectively, Dave, I mean, how can you go anywhere else? I mean, hell of a weekend we had, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it start you know kicked off with a bang with you and I went to a Pro Wrestling Syndicate in New Jersey. Um, and, you know, we made some great contacts there. We saw some good wrestling. Um, that was pretty cool. And, of course, you know, Access, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, the tailgate, Monday Night Raw the following night. I mean, it's just it, it's awesome that, you know, that I, I, I hope, you know, for wrestling, for the, for the sake of the wrestling business itself, that, like, the WWE isn't the only game that could do something like this. Like, hopefully, you know, in, in years down the road, TNA could do something like this where wrestling fans will, will attract you know, from around the world to go to, you know, events like the TNA does or Ring of Honor or, you know, whoever. I mean, it's, you know, the NWA, you know. I mean, I, I hope that, you know, for the sake of the wrestling business that stuff like this happens more often. Um, you know, the one thing I will say that was different from years past, you know, going to WrestleMania, number one, I'm from Connecticut, and Ken, you live in New York, so we didn't have to fly to the to the, to the the city that WrestleMania was, was hosting. And second and more importantly, for the people who uh, who got the travel package, you know, myself and you included, um, because we were stationed in New York City, um, you know, we we're just a few blocks away from Times Square. New York City is just an island unto itself and a whole different world that, you know, it, it's New York City. It's larger than life every day of the week. And WrestleMania was just a small part of that in the city, whereas opposed to, like, when we were in Miami last year, there was nothing going on except, all right, maybe a Mary Kay convention at our hotel. But for the most <laughs> part, it was WrestleMania. So you everywhere you went, it was WrestleMania. You know, I didn't see as many wrestling fans walking through the city because there are like 33 million gajillion people that are walking around New York City every day. Um, but it was just still awesome to be a part of it. Um, you know, hell, like our hotel, I mean, our hotel room keys were pictures of, you know, the WrestleMania logo with John Cena on the rock. You know, they like personalized it for us. It was it, overall like you, you basically said everything that needed to be said about it, you know, and I totally agree with you. Uh, but it's just a kick-ass weekend, and something that every wrestling fan listening, you know, you need to get a part of it somehow. Um, because like Ken said, if WrestleMania were to stink, the rest of the weekend is just phenomenal. The one thing that 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 I I don't get sad about, but where I'm conflicted is, like, there's so much stuff to do between the WWE events that they have going on and then all the other independent wrestling promotions and other promotions that, that hold events and the wrestling conventions like WrestleCon. There's so much stuff to do. It's like you get angry. It's like you feel like you're going to miss something if you pick one thing over another. So if there's – you won't be bored that weekend. Let me just put it to you that way if you're a wrestling fan and you want to go. You definitely won't be bored. And, you know, my hat's off to the WWE for, for making that weekend awesome. Yeah, it it is tremendous, and you're right. It, it especially being in the area, like we got to see, like the 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 slow, like everything arriving and the slowly taking over uh, this area. And I, I guess being in this area, really being well informed as to how many things are going on, because I think when you travel, you know, you just have WWE on the mind and. You don't really know everything that might be going on locally. Uh, being from here, 
it's amazing how many things, and you can't, you cannot, as a wrestling fan, you want to, if you could spend 24 hours a day the entire weekend just watching wrestling, and uh, you still would probably miss uh, half the events going on in, in a city that that's, has WrestleMania. So uh, it's, it's, it's tremendous to, to see what WrestleMania brings to a city. And uh, you're right, Dave. I mean, that's, that's the biggest regret. You just can't get to everything. Um, and unless you just, you know, or you well, try to. One, I know one person who can, Mike Johnson from Pro from uh, PWInsider.com. When I spoke to him in Atlanta, he told me what his schedule was like for WrestleMania weekend, and he's do, like he's at all the shows. I mean, he does the Ring of Honor, he does the Dragon Gate USA, the Combat Zone Wrestling, the conventions, Access Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw. I mean, he. He crams it all. That guy must not get any sleep. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's possible, but he's the only person I know that basically does everything that's wrestling-related. Like, I didn't see him Thursday evening at a Pro Wrestling Syndicate, but I'm sure he was there Friday. Hey, it's a, he's a, yeah, right. He's amazing. You know, he seems to, you know, he's, he's one of the best, if not the best in the business, and he covers everything. And, you know, we, we've had him twice on the show, and both times we had uh, – some technical issues, so we're going to try and get him on uh, in the future. He talk to us and let, tell us how he gets to everything. But uh, tremendous weekend, and you know, no sooner did WrestleMania end that we were talking about uh, our trip to thirty. I mean, that's that's just what it's become. It's just it's such a great weekend, and and I just I I love being a part of it. And uh, so kudos to the WWE for WrestleMania weekend. So collective nod this week. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. All right, let's go back out to the phones. We got. We'll get you squeeze you in real quick before the end. Caller, are you there? Oh, are you there, caller? All right, I don't know. It might be a bad connection there. Uh, Sorry, give us a call early next week. Uh, missed you right there, but uh, great show. You know, some really cool guests this week. Rocky Jones, tremendous guest. Uh, I want to have, you know, every time we have these, you know, legends on, uh, guys from back in the day, I just want to have them back on just to tell more stories. So that was cool. Uh, Steve Off giving us a little bit of time, giving us an idea of what uh, WrestleMania weekend is like for someone uh, in the business. And, uh, like we said earlier, uh, get your email right now. Send it to michelle at thekenreedyshow.com. We're going to set up the first Ken Reedy Show Wrestling Fantasy League. Fantasy Wrestling League. It's uh, at realfantasywrestling.com. Uh, and it's for free now. So why not? We'll set up a league. Uh, it's only going to be 10 of us. And... Uh, What's cool, at least right now, uh, because uh, he was on the show, and we hope to have him on again real soon as uh, the league continues to form and the website gets bigger and better. Uh, but uh, he's going to take care of things for us. So all you got to do is e send your email address to uh, michelle at thekenreedyshow.com, and uh, we'll get that all set up, and we'll, we'll uh, you know we'll post info on the Facebook page if, there, if we need more information. But we're limiting it to 10 right now. So first come, first serve, get in there, and uh should be fun, Dave. I mean, 
Lots of great stuff we talked about. Hit a little TNA, WrestleMania, Raw. We fandangoed a bit. Um, you know, but I, I'm a little excited. I mean, this, you know, I, I wish, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, that, that one Monday Night Raw that was just dreadful. And, man, I, I wish I was playing fantasy wrestling during that Raw. I mean, that would have... They would have added a bit to it, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to kind of hitting up this fantasy wrestling and uh, checking it out. And you know, if a Raw is not great one week, well, at least we'll have our, our little competition going. Yeah, no, that that should be fun and should make it more interesting to watch Monday Night Raw, even if the show is a clunker. So I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. It should be a good time. Yeah, so I'd like to thank Anthony for uh, giving us a few and. Uh, it's a good time, so get your email address right now to Michelle at thekenreedyshow.com so we can uh, get that all uh, squared away and get that up and running again. We probably will not have it ready for tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw, but uh, hopefully for the following week and as the, the site evolves, uh, we'll be including like TNA and, and maybe other promotions. So looking forward to that. Dave, hell of a show. Hell of a show tonight. Uh you know, kind of back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, last time we I, I was here, you were actually in studio. Now uh, back on the phones, but uh, it's tough coming out of WrestleMania, man. It's you know, it's like that kind of culmination of a year, and uh, yeah, you got that, that WrestleMania hangover now. Yeah, it, uh, it it came into full swing when uh, when when I got on the highway after I left the hotel Tuesday morning. I was like, damn, I got nothing to do today. Like you know, like there's there was access or there was, you know, an autograph signing or there was another show, this, that, the other, you know, and now it's like, all right, now I got to go home and fold laundry. (laughs) Like that's not my way of like my laundry during WrestleMania weekend was in the corner of my hotel room and there was nothing folded that took place except when I folded the ticket into my back pocket after I was done. But, yeah, it's, I, I definitely felt the hangover, and hopefully, I mean, last year we got lucky where that WrestleMania hangover didn't really take place till a couple of months later, especially with the Brock Lesnar return and the the incredible match he had with John Cena at uh, Extreme Rules, and you know, so hopefully it's it. it I have a feeling it's you know not going to happen, but hopefully that you know we can kind of get that big buzz. Uh, going into the next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules. And, you know, hopefully TNA can, you know, do some stuff as well, too. Yeah, it, it's so tough coming out of that, though. I mean, you sit, you know, I, I'm sitting in my living room, and it's just, you know, wait, why why isn't Billy Graham sitting over there in the corner? I don't understand. He should be there. Wait, why isn't Bob Backlund running through my living room right now? It's these are the things that that, that that's normalcy during WrestleMania weekend, and then just back to normal everyday life. But I was like waiting for like a, a chant to break out in my living room, you know, or something, <laughs> some random chant, or maybe somebody to do the fandango, but like nothing happened. Like I was like, all right, it's like it's like you know, Dorothy said, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. I was like, Dave, we ain't at WrestleMania anymore. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Michael Illions, who gave us a little bit of time this past Tuesday. Uh, kudos to IWF, uh, who had their annual event last night. Great show. Uh, and they do a show every year to benefit Relay for Life uh, of the American Cancer Society. So they did a hell of a show uh, last night. Uh, I were there, too. So hell of a show. So congratulations. You know, Michael Illions was involved in, in planning it. And uh, Kevin Knight, the IWF champion. As well as a promoter, uh, 
heavily involved in putting that together. I mean, raising money for the American Cancer Society, and uh, see, I would I just ballparking. I would say there was at least 300 people there, so they they raised a lot of money for a good cause. And uh, Mr. Illions, thank you for giving our show a little bit of time this past Tuesday night. And there you have it. Our post WrestleMania hangover has begun, but we're looking forward to. Bigger and better things as we move forward. Uh, looking forward, where is Ace and Eights going? Where is this Fandango phenomenon going to go? Is this going to be the new Harlem Shake? Who knows? We'll address these questions and more. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday, Iron Mound 1640. Uh, check us out there. We'll start at 6 o'clock, and then we'll, next Sunday we're back here. For Dave, I'm Ken. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, everybody. <laughs>